You're listening to the voice of Rowan Prof Sports. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM, Glassboro. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. And now, here's your host, WGLS-FM Sports Director, Jack Miller. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM and also online, RowanRadio.com, Channel 2. Welcome, everyone, to this now Wednesday edition of Offsides. Last time I was here was on a Thursday in August, and now I'm back for some fall and spring Offsides episodes with the guys in the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Today, I'm joined with Aiden Doherty, Jordan Weisinger, and the first comer of Brett Miller. Brett, welcome to Offsides for your first time. One of the hosts of 10th Inning alongside with me. But, guys, we got a lot of football to talk about. Not a lot of other sports going on. I mean, Brett, obviously, tomorrow we'll be talking about a lot of baseball stuff. But today, it's all about football. It's kind of like another third and long episode. But it's on offsides today. We got some Monday night football to talk about. And then we'll also talk about Thursday night football. And then we'll get into uh, a fantasy league that uh, me, Jordan, and Doc are in. Unfortunately, Brett, you're not in it. But. We have some uh, of that stuff to talk about today, give you guys some updates on the Fantasy League, but we're going to talk about the Fantasy League a little bit later. We're going to talk about Monday Night Football first in our first segment of Offsides. We had uh, some pretty cool matchups. We had a divisional matchup between the Saints and the Panthers, and then we had the Steelers against the Browns, and the Browns took a really hard hit. Not only did they get the loss against Pittsburgh in the town of Pittsburgh, they lost their star running back of Nick Chubb, a serious leg injury, and he will be out for the year. Doc, this is not something you're looking for if you're Cleveland because this is legit your best guy on your team, and he's out for the season. Yeah, I mean, they did bring back Kareem Hunt, which is other news, but when the injury happened, you're like, they don't have Kareem Hunt, who they had last year. It's a little bit of a backup, and obviously... Nick Chubb, personally, I think he's, I think he's probably the second best running back in the NFL. I mean, and he was he was doing great in that first quarter. I mean, I believe he had almost sixty rushing yards and and just a little bit over a quarter. Um, and it's just a big blow because they do have a good offensive line, but it's it's nothing like compared to the top tier ones where they can put any back there. Nick Chubb just it's a huge blow, especially quarterback struggling, your passing game not being the best. And I mean, I don't know how they really function without him. Uh, Stefanski, he's kind of in the mid-tier of coaching, so I don't, he doesn't really get too creative when it comes to play calling, but he's going to have to now. I think Ford played well the other night, and he has a little bit, but they're probably going to have to have Kareem Hunt step up a lot because, I mean, we all thought Kareem Hunt was going to be a top 15 running back a couple years ago, and maybe he's probably his first chance since the Chiefs that he actually has a chance to prove it. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll touch on Kareem Hunt a little later. Brett, I want your opinion on this. Uh, we do talk a lot about a lot of baseball and sent inning. I want to know where your football um, knowledge, I guess, is at. But um, what what would, did you you saw the injury of Nick Chubb. So what was your reactions? I mean, for me, I couldn't even look at his injury just for how gruesome it was. Um, from the way it looked, he's definitely out for the, for the season. But Monday Night Football's looked pretty cursed at this point yeah I think the last four I don't really want to go deep into it but the last four Monday night games there's been significant injuries to 
pretty important players on each of those respective teams. But, I mean, instantly I knew it was bad when a guy like Nick Chubb doesn't bounce right back up. I think the dude is made of literal steel. So once the broadcast decided not to show the replay, and you heard the stadium, all the fans around them, like, gasp, basically. Yeah, it wasn't a good sign, but devastating, I think. The Browns are one of the few teams in the NFL where if they lose their running back, they're legitimately cooked. Um, the offense goes through him. They run a lot of play action off of him. And also Deshaun Watson does not look like the Deshaun Watson of Houston, the Houston days. So this is a massive blow in an extremely competitive AFC North. Yeah, and Jordan looked like we were going to see a lot of Jerome Ford go, moving forward. Obviously now they signed Kareem Hunt to $4 million for a year just to replace Nick Chubb. And they, he was a free agent for the longest time. The Browns didn't even want Kareem Hunt on the team, but since they lost Nick Chubb, now he has Kareem. Now they have to use Kareem Hunt instead of Jerome Ford, who did pretty solid against the Steelers on Monday Night Football. What is your confidence level with Kareem Hunt in the backfield replacing Chubb? I don't think Kareem Hunt, in the addition of him back, is really that bad of a move. Like ever, not a lot of people like it, but people forget how versatile he is. He you can use him as essentially a wide receiver in the backfield and as a running back and the duo committee of Ford and Hunt I think could actually play into the Browns favor a little bit I also think Watson needs to take a massive step up from the first two games of the season and people I'm not writing the Browns off yet they still have one of the best defenses in the league and I think the Steelers won that game purely because their defense is elite and we'll get into that conversation later I mean let's talk about it now Aiden because the Steelers defense pretty much did win in the game getting two touchdowns on defense making it 26 to 22 uh, in a win in Steel City, but the Browns did win their first game, and both Chubb and Watson looked really solid against a Cincinnati defense. What was your thoughts on the game on Monday Night Football? Because as Jordan said, I mean, pretty much the Steelers won based on their defense. Yeah, I mean, first person that comes to mind is obviously T.J. Watt, but they also have another stud, Alex Highsmith, who had the pick six, had the forced fumble that ended up as a touchdown for T.J. Watt. I mean. That defense, it doesn't have – you look at it on paper as a depth chart. You know, they have Pat Peterson as one of their top two corners, and you're like, is that really deep? But then when T.J. Watt plays, man, I don't know if there's really anyone that impacts the game. I think if he played a full 16-game season, he would put up what Aaron Donald puts up in, in his last eight years when he was in his prime or what JJ, his brother J.J. Watt put up in, in that, like, 2014 season, I believe. Um but the problem is there's just always the injuries with them. But, I mean, Mike Tomlin, I mean, we all know, Mr. Uh, over 500, Mike Tomlin. Uh, yeah. And, you know, the Alex Highsmith is a stud. And he, he's kind of going on the radar for a, for a while. But I think last night a lot of people definitely going to know his name alongside T.J. Watt. Uh, they didn't even have Cameron Hayward. I mean, and their defense literally won them the game. They got two two touchdowns. And without those touchdowns, the, the offense looked bad again. But I don't want to talk – about the offense, because that defense deserves all the credit in the world. Exactly. I mean, you, it pretty much straight up won them the game on Monday Night Football. And just looking at the Steelers as a whole, they they have a pretty difficult schedule. Um, they don't have to travel a lot for their sake, which is nice. Um, but as Jordan said, Brett, the Steelers' defense is absolutely elite. And the the one of the, just one of the things you got to look at is the big factor of T.J. Watt. I mean, let's let's talk about him for a second, and because he, we, for the longest time, I would say for the past, I wouldn't say longest, but I would say for around three, four years, we were saying Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the league right now. Is it safe to say that T.J. Watt is the best player in the league right now? 
That's a loaded question. I think defensively, <clears throat> there leaves me little doubt. I think he, what they do on defense is literally run through him. The guy's ridiculous. He's able to hide guys like Patrick Peterson who are well beyond their prime in coverage back there because of how effectively he can get to the quarterback. And he just, he's insane. Uh, he's in a tier of his own up there with Aaron Donald and those guys. But I think everything that they do on that defense goes through uh, goes through Watt. Hey, uh, and yeah, it, the entire defense does go through Watt, Jordan. Because, uh, because yeah, as Brett said, Patrick Peterson kind of looks like he is somewhat getting Washed. back to his prime Washed. but he is he's not he's not that he's not that great of a cornerback we saw him do not that well against the 49ers in week one uh, um yeah when the Steelers played the 49ers in week one so but let's go back to TJ Watt do you think that he can be the best player in the in the entirety of the NFL at one point I don't know about at one point because I think offensive players will always have a leg up when it comes to best player because they do so much for the game but if we're talking purely defensive I think he's already at that standard I think he is the best uh, defensive player in the league and I was not here for the last offsides because I'm pretty sure he said it on week one against the 49ers but he is the second fastest player in history to 80 sacks only behind um, Reggie White so I think that's pretty impressive and he beat his brother JJ who was he ran the league at one point before Donald, so exactly. I'd have to agree. It was yeah. JJ, Aaron, and then it was TJ, pretty much. That's kind of how it's been rolling uh, for the past decade now. But And he's also tied the sack record with Michael Strahan at 22 and a half sacks in 2021. Right. One defensive player of the year is trying to get that title back. Um, and he, he was injured last year, but uh, obviously Nick Bosa took that uh, depoy away from him. But... It's he might try and win it again for a full healthy season. Aiden, let's let's now talk switching it back to the Browns for a second. Um, going back to just Kareem Hunt as as in general. I mean, we we were just talking about how T.J. Watt can be at that same level in 2021, be at that elite level. We saw Kareem Hunt be at elite level in uh, in Kansas City. Do we see Kareem Hunt? reaching an elite level like he was in Kansas City now since Chubb is absent. We saw him get some mixed time with Chubb um, back uh, in the past few years. But do we think that since now he's all by himself or tagging along with Jerome Ford, he's now the running back one. Do we see him becoming at that elite level like he was in Kansas City? Um, It's a good question, but uh, I think there's just really no way he goes back to that. And I would kind of – I'm rooting for him, I think – you know, it'd be cool to see Cleveland kind of at the top again. Uh, not again, because they've never been at the top. <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, I'd love to see Cleveland playing competitive games because they do have a passionate fan base. And that, those AFC North games, I saw someone, uh, I think even Brett texted me that they're like car crash simulators. Like, they the go ridiculous. at it. It's they, actually ridiculous. They go at it. But I, I think Ford's the true number one. So to answer your question, I just don't think Kareem Hunt's going to go back to that level. I think... Ford, though, I, I do have high hopes for him um, in hopes that – not that he'll replace Chubb, but I think he'll he'll have some good games where, you know, we saw the play last night. I mean, a big well, – not last night, excuse me. Monday night we saw a big run, yep. big touchdown run. I think we could see that consistently, honestly, uh, from him. He was good back in college. Uh, can't replace Chubb, but he could be Jerome Ford. It is, it is a big hole to fill, and I, you might be right. They might have to rely on Jerome Ford for the rest of the season instead of the $4 million one-year contract of Kareem Hunt. 
and let's and let's look at the Browns' schedule for a little bit. All right, they just played on Monday Night Football. They lost to the Steelers. They're now one and one after taking on two division rivals, which isn't bad. It's pretty solid. Getting uh, get, getting one out of two in two games, uh, two against division rivals, pretty solid. They have uh, looking at their next games for the. They have one more game in September. They have the Titans coming over to Cleveland. Then they have to go. Uh, actually, they have three straight home games. They have the Titans. Then they have the Ravens coming into town, and then they have a bye week, and then the 49ers come back uh, to Cleveland. It's a pretty difficult schedule, Jordan, just looking at it. Do you see Cleveland making some noise in the AFC North, and how do you think that that AFC North will turn about? Because the Bengals, they we just mentioned, they lost to Cleveland in Week 1. Do you th- And they just lost in their last game, too, uh, in Week 2. So they're now 0-2, and they just won the division last year. So how do you think the AFC North will turn out? Call me crazy, but I think the Browns come out on top in this division. I really do. I think they're the most complete AFC North team, and they've had the Bengals' numbers in the past few years. I don't know if— Yeah, he's I, only I mean, had one yeah. win against the Browns, Joe Burrow. So Yeah, their defense is it's, it's pretty good, and Denzel Ward's one of the best cornerbacks in the league, and he, can, he locked up Chase— he can lock up anyone else in that division now that Odell's hurt. The Ravens really have Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. And Lamar's already not that incredible of a passer compared to Burrow and Watson. So I think it really has to, for the Browns to take the next step, like I mentioned earlier, is that offense has to really light up. Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper, and now Kareem Hunt has to come into this offense and really take it away. Yeah, and just looking at the rest of the Browns' schedule after the uh, the 49ers, they have the Colts, Seahawks, Cardinals, they got the Ravens and Steelers one more time, uh, and they will have the Bengals one more time as well. They also have the Broncos, the Rams, Jacksonville, Chicago, uh, the Texans, and the Jets. So it, it, it's on the easier side of things for the Browns, so they do have leverage. But, Brett, you had a, a reaction to uh, Jordan saying that they could win the AFC North for the first time ever when since divisions have been made. They've never um, won? They never won a division. <laughs> <laughs> They've never won a division in their in ever since divisions wow. have been made. So, Brett, wh- who do you think comes up on top in the AFC North? Because you obviously you don't think that they will win the AFC North. Oh, I actually do like what Jordan's saying about the Browns, and I agree with what he's saying. I think I'm high on the Browns, probably higher than most people. But uh, before the season, I picked the Ravens to come out of the North. Um, okay. I like what they did this off season, getting Lamar some playmakers. I know that they're not the upper echelon, but compared to what he's had these last few years, these guys are leaps and bounds better. Um, I think the Ravens' defense doesn't get talked about nearly enough. Uh, it's had some holes last year, that's why. Some, I, yeah. But, I mean, you could, you could call it Joe Burrow wasn't healthy on Sunday, but they they were without Marlon Humphrey, and I think another starter in that secondary, and you wouldn't have known it no. until towards the end of the game. Burrow heated up a little bit, but I'm on the Ravens' train. Lost Dobbins, which is brutal. But that was always felt like a committee to me back there anyway. Um, but Andrews, Flowers, I think Lamar get, goes back closer to the MVP p- level of oh, play. He's got to question injuries with Lamar, though, too. Yeah, hopefully he stays healthy. But every I'm, I'm on the Ravens train. Now, Aiden, let's talk about the Bengals for a second because last year they did start 0-2. This year they're having the same start. They're 0-2 again. But they won the division last year at a 12-4 and record. They won 12 they won 12 out of 14 after their 0 and 2 start so do you think that the Bengals can do the exact same thing and win the division and pull it out or do you think that uh it's they it's going to be a Bengals slump this year I don't know if slump would be the right word but I don't think they win this division I mean I had Ravens before 
week one. I just think, look, you mentioned how they went 0-2 last year. It's kind of like you can't do that again sometimes. Well, even though it's just two games, but there's times in sports where you're like, well, this team did this, but that doesn't mean it's sustainable um, to go 0-2 and then find a way to go 12-2 and the rest of the way. I mean, they have a tough schedule. Not the biggest fan of Zach Taylor. Um, they obviously lost Jesse Bates on that back end in the offseason. Um, Joe Mixon's an all right running back. T. Higgins, good. Um, Chase, very, very good. Um, I believe they lost even Hayden Hurst. Like, even the small losses, they did upgrade their offensive line, uh, on paper at least. Because um, <laughs> who knows anymore? They, they said they upgraded last year, but it played worse. I just don't know if I really can buy into a Zach Taylor team right now, uh, especially now that the AFC North has gotten a lot better because last year, I mean, the Browns are pretty much a free win, um, especially because they played multiple games without Watson. Um, the Ravens became a, a kind of a free win later in the year because Lamar was hurt. Their whole team was on uh, IR. And then the whole division was just kind of like a little cakewalk for them at the end, and I just don't think it's sustainable. I do think they, they probably have a good shot to – slip into the wild card. Um, I think the AFC as a whole is kind of disappointing uh, through the first two weeks. So I don't think it's obviously not time to panic. I, but I do still think that the Ravens uh, come out on top. He is right. The AFC has come out a little disappointing. Two and Only two teams are 2-0 uh, in the AFC. Ravens and, and who else? Um, Jacksonville? No, Jacksonville lost. No, and lost. it's not oh, yeah, the Chiefs. Um, it's not the Raiders. Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins. 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 Yeah. Dolphins, yeah. Dolphins. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Dolphins and Ravens—they're the only two two teams that are two and zero. But there's a lot of two and zero teams in the NFC. And when we come back from break, we're actually going to talk about two NFC teams that played on Monday Night Football. Uh, but and when we come back, we—that's what exactly what we'll be talking about. The other Monday Night Football game between the Saints and the Panthers. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Offsides on RunRadio.com Channel Two. <laughs> Hi, I'm Amina. Sometimes starting a conversation with a friend about mental health can feel awkward, but your support can make a huge difference. You know your friends best, so if you feel like something's wrong, trust your instinct and reach out. Learn how to start the conversation at SeizeTheAwkward.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, and the Jed Foundation. Welcome welcome back, everyone, to Offsides here on RoanRadio.com at Channel 2. I'm your host, Jack Miller, WGLS Sports Director of Roman Radio, and I'm joined alongside Aiden Dockerty, Brett Miller, and Jordan Weisinger. We were just talking about the, the, uh, the past Monday Night Football game between the Steelers and the Browns. Now we're going to talk about the other Monday Night Football game of two NFC South rivals between the Panthers and and the New Orleans Saints, who are 2-0 and in the NFC. We were just talking about how there's only two undefeated teams in the AFC. The Saints, who haven't really scored that many points, a total of 36 points, come out away with two victories uh, over the Titans and now over Carolina. So let's switch over to that. And 
Doc, it was a very interesting game between the two. Um, definitely, I would say the more one that everyone was tuning into was the one between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. But this one was a sneaky game that was a lot of defense, and the Saints have been holding up on defense rather well this year. Yeah, I mean, their defense, you saw it last year, um, was holding up well. I mean, against the Eagles, obviously, Jalen Hurts didn't play that game, but still, they did a great job. But I just, it's kind of hard to buy into the Saints. Yes, you like their defense, but man, that offense can get ugly. Um, and they faced two teams who, they might have faced the two worst wide receiver cores in the league to start the year with the Titans and the Panthers. So Respect D-Hop. In <laughs> 2023, man. Um, <laughs> he, he actually didn't look, he didn't look too bad in their week one game, but still, I mean, the Panthers, they have me, I think they have the slowest wide receiver course since like the 2000s. Watching them trying to run away from DBs is just ugly, man. You can run man coverage the whole game, but I do think the Saints defense is good. Don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think they're just, they're getting lucky here. Their, their defense is legit. Um, I don't like their, like, I think Dennis Allen, I think they're, they have a talented roster, but Dennis Allen's not good enough to get them over the hump and, but overall, I, I do think the Saints are good. I think Derek Carr's kind of showing us that he might be more of what he was last year than he was the year before that um, in 2021. He's more of the 2022 version so far this year. Um, and Jamal Williams went down too. So, yeah. And their O-line doesn't look good. Trevor Penning looks like, a, like an early pick to be a bust so far. Yeah, it's definitely not looking too sharp for the Saints, but they do squeak away with two wins to start off the year. And they have a new quarterback, Jordan, of Derek Carr they, from, the, from the Raiders. And they start off the season with Alvin Kamara suspended. But they squeak away with two wins. What are, you, what is your, are you on the train for the Saints? Or do you, are you like Doc, where it's, it's a train, but I'm not joining it? It's definitely a train in the uh, NFL community, but I'm not on that train, me personally. I think their defense is pretty good, as Doc mentioned, but... I don't know, Derek Carr led team. In my opinion, he, I mean, he did it once in, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but 2016 when he went injured at the uh, last week of the season. I believe so. Yep. But I think it's going to be a big, the team as a whole has to win. I, I truly believe that Olave is going to break out this year at some point. I'm really high on him. And I know Michael Thomas is a shell of his self, former self, but I think he can be a pretty solid wide receiver too on a, a contending team. But I do like another team in that division, and it's the Buccaneers. You do like the Buccaneers. We'll talk about the rest I of the do. NFC South a little later. But I want to keep on the Saints and Panthers game for right now. Brett, looking at this Monday Night Football game, obviously low scoring. Not a lot of fans like a three-point win that's 20-17. to 17. Not a lot of people like that. They like touchdowns. They like 20s, 30s, stuff like that when it comes to scoring. 20-17 to 17 win for the Saints. Uh, it's a pretty solid victory against their NFC South rival, the Panthers, out of all these NFC South teams, I think if we were going to predict which one would go undefeated, we would probably say the Panthers out of all out of all four of them. Good to so you the said undefeated the at two and zero. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know if I would fall on that side of it. Um, I at least did. That's, okay. That's a lot of people were high on. They had a good off season. They did. So that's so I feel like a lot of people thought that they would go two and zero, but. They're the only team that doesn't have a win in the NFC South. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's tough with a rookie quarterback and then a divisional game that early in the season. But, I mean, getting back to the Saints, that offense, I just, I'm not moved by it, honestly. I think Derek Carr can, re can 
um, produce productive receiver seasons as far as Olave and Michael Thomas somehow looks, I mean, decent at least. But that offensive line isn't good. Uh, the, um, the Taysom Hill thing just makes me so mad. It, but it's just so Why? nasty. Why? I just it does make me mad. It makes me so mad. Why does it make you guys mad? Because there's so mm. many like moving parts to it. It's not smooth. It's not effective. Like to have a guy take so you a, so you th- you're mad because it doesn't work. I mean, yeah, and it's an I mean fantasy has nothing to do with this, <laughs> but it's an, it's just annoying all around. It's not effective. You have this random like tight end wide receiver quarterback guy come in take a wildcat run it for five yards while you have like four different things. It's just. I think they're trying to do too much with it. Real, I'm not a fan. Real ones started Taysom Hill at tight end. In, uh, I did. COVID, I did. Year. That? I did. 20? Yeah, 2020. Yeah. Oh I my did that. Gosh. You guys should be put on a list. He was eligible for, for tight end and quarterback. Yeah. Disgusting. Sick so, people. Uh, truly disgusting. <laughs> I was trying I to pick him week. up. <laughs> I just feel bad for Alvin Kamara when he comes back because I, I'm Why? a big fan of Kamara. There's that offensive line's brutal. He's also not yeah. been that, himself that great. Yeah, I mean his best years were like. 18, 19, the Drew Brees 20. years when you catch eight yeah. passes yeah. from dump offs. You remember the uh, the Christmas game? Yeah, he had six touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. that was so. like his last good year in my opinion. Yeah, it's six touchdowns, which is running back lives are so short too. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. Not yeah. King Henry. Rise up, <laughs> rise up. But yeah, the problem with running backs is like we were talking about it over the summer. I mean, they get short contracts, and then once that contract's up, they don't get paid as much. But they also don't really help Super Bowl teams win. So. Uh, but yeah, as you said, I mean, he had really good seasons in 2018, 2019, and 2020 as well, where he just kept getting touchdowns and getting dump offs from Drew Brees. But it was working. It was something in the Saints' offense that was working. And then once he went away, once Taysom Hill started getting more involved, that's when it started getting a little sloppy for the Saints. But they're two and zero in 2023, so we can't really can't argue that. It. Can't argue that they found they lie. found ways to squeak away with wins. Only four point differential. So mm. they won by one on week one, and then one by three in week two. They got Green Bay next week in Lambeau, who are really solid. I would say. I mean, yeah. they, Jordan Love's looking like uh, a guy that you would want to love as quarterback. But uh, so he's been really solid, and the Packers they're trying to uh, trying to snap their the. Saints undefeated streak pretty much in Green Bay. So their schedule for this, just looking at the Saints, it's one of the easiest out of every team in the NFL. Jordan, I, I, we were talking about how you should ride the tr- like you you're like kind of not on the train or whatever. But just looking at their schedule, it is definitely a team you would want to ride the train with. I mean, obviously they're the games that they've had both on uh, specifically on offense have been very sloppy. But looking at the teams they're going up against. I mean, that's that's definitely something that has to be convincing to you. It's a little bit convincing. I do have them sim- uh, purely because of how weak that division is with Atlanta, Carolina at the bottom as of right now. Well, not technically because Atlanta's 2-0, but I think they will fall off eventually. But I don't know. Um, there just isn't – There's they don't have that it factor for me, and I think because of that, I like the Buccaneers simply because of the championship DNA, the talent they already have. And uh, if we get into that, we'll talk about it a little more. But let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah, let's okay. talk about it now. So I mean, with the NFC South, Jordan, the bo- uh, every team besides the Panthers are two and zero. You have Atlanta two and zero, Tampa two and zero, and New Orleans, as we just talked about, they're two and zero as well. Three teams in pretty much the entirety of the NFL that we didn't think would have a hot start like this, and all those teams are kind of a little threatening, obviously, since they've gotten two straight wins. So, Jordan, which one? I would say scares you the most if your team faces them. 
I would not want to play Tampa. Uh, it sounds like I'm talking about them a lot. I really like them, but I do because they've they're basically the same team. They just lost Brady. You know, mm-hmm. their defense is still there. They still have Vita Vea. They have Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Antoine Winfield. People remember him from the Tyree Kill mm-hmm. uh, beef they had a few yep. years ago. But and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Rashad White's actually a solid back, too, as well. Mm-hmm. And the only piece is Baker Mayfield came in for Brady. And I truly believe if the, the Browns didn't have a chance to get Watson, Baker would still be their quarterback. He wasn't that bad. He just wasn't that good. So now that he's in a new situation, we saw him light it up in L.A. That Thursday night game against Oakland, he looked pretty solid. And I was high in Baker this offseason. I didn't write him off completely. And now that he's has a chance to shine in Tampa, I think they're going to go uh, – pretty far win 10 11 games because of the division and doc he said uh write him off kind of like uh, what geno smith said last year <laughs> after his first game against denver i mean you don't write back he didn't he don't write back uh, and, and he's looking pretty solid for tampa i mean oh yeah they have to but they have to face philly next week oh yeah i mean they have to face philly luckily they are home um you don't have to win every game obviously to win that division uh they are two of three two and oh teams but coming into the year i was thinking you know, nine and eight might do it. I mean, nine and eight might do it, but you kind of forget that they play each other. So, <laughs> wins are gonna have to come somewhere. And uh, I do like the Bucks, though. I do kind of agree with Jordan. I think the Falcons are a little bit better. I was high on actually both teams. I think the Falcons or the Bucks are gonna win it. Um, due to the fact Falcons very very good coach and Arthur Smith, uh, Bijan very talented. Uh, got a couple other guys. Desmond Ritter is actually scaring me though. I, I'll hold back, but I do like the Bucks. Baker Mayfield. One thing I love about Baker, man, he plays he plays like every game like his last, like that old saying, you know. Yeah. He it could be also scary because that was my franchise quarterback <laughs> and he was just sprinting into anyone. But, like, for a guy that's like a year-to-year journeyman kind of trying to find a home and he's just, you know, he's laying out. You see him laying out for first downs. It'll be like second and second and ten. Like, just step out, take the third one. He said, nah, he, he, nah. he goes right. He says, I'm going to get this first down. And, and that's just what I respect I, uh, dating back to his OU days and – Look, they do have the same defense. They have Devin White. Uh, some people question his ability still because you know no one's paid. The Bucks haven't paid him yet. No one seemed to be calling when trades. They got a lot of players with something to prove. Todd Bowles might be on the hot seat. They have, look, man, something you want to face is you don't want to face a team that has nothing to lose, and that's pretty much the Bucks with Todd Bowles, Baker Mayfield, and a bunch of other guys in contract years that are just trying to prove they belong or try to prove that they deserve to get paid uh, at the top of their position. Yeah, and I want to talk about Atlanta for a quick second. Did you have something to say, Jordan? I just want to add on to Doc's point oh, real yeah, quick. Go, go. Um, people forget how good Baker is. He wasn't a bust in the league. He, you know, he was a blocked field goal away from potentially winning a national championship at Oklahoma, and he comes into the league pretty good his first two years with the Browns, his best year really the COVID year. And it was really just one down year after that, and the Browns decided to move on and go to Watson. So – for people to write him off that quickly, I think it's a little crazy, but I can understand it. But he didn't write back. <laughs> he didn't write back is is definitely for sure. But Brett, I want I want to talk about Atlanta for a quick second. Yeah, since rise they're up. Also, they're, since they're in, they're two and zero as well. Mm-hmm. They got the two headed monster of uh, Aguilar and uh, Bijan in the backfield. They also got Desmond Ritter, who's been stepping up a lot. Hasn't lost at home yet, which is definitely something you got to look out for if you're going into Atlanta. And their defense is actually holding up, something that we haven't really seen from Atlanta since back in, I would say, Super Bowl time. So yeah. they haven't made the playoffs since they made the Super Bowl, and they're trying to at least go back to at least stage one of the playoffs. 
Yeah, um, Doc kind of stole my thunder with the Falcons there. I was I was rising up, man. Uh, <laughs> I like him, man. I is mean, it ridiculous? Like this might be a little bit trolly, but is Bijan like the best player in the NFC South? Wow. Wow. I mean, that's not that's not a bad <laughs> take. Um, I would. I it's would, a little. It's obviously too early. The dude's played two games, but like. I would say it's it's like um. Him or it's Clark? probably Mike Evans. It's probably Lattimore. Yeah, Lattimore. Yeah. Well, actually, let's. The Lattimore has been really solid. That's you know, the reason you know why they score low. We're talking about the Falcons. AJ Terrell. Mm, true. Yeah. yeah, AJ Terrell's better. He's than really good. I'm big on them. I mean, they're doing it right. You have obviously investing in the running back that high. It has its question marks, but they have London, a guy who's a capable pass catcher. Kyle Pitts, if they ever want to use him, I mean, <laughs> free, free on Jeez, man. man, he needs to go somewhere. He's, he's open. They, they, Jonu Smith is catching tight end screens. Yeah, what are we doing? My question with the Falcons really is: Is Ritter the guy, and the no. play calling has to be better? I don't know what Arthur Smith is it's cooking those, up. <laughs> those Derrick Henry led offenses. I think, he's yeah. bringing them. I think Desmond Ritter is uh, he can is run. rough, man. He he pretty much tried to give the Packers a win. <laughs> Um, but they had like two dropped interceptions. Well, Jordan Love did the same yeah. thing though on the QB sneak. Attempt, yeah, so. oh, that was <laughs> funny. That's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, unstoppable play, by the way. Uh-huh. Gotta get yeah, rid get of it. Gotta get a band. Gotta get yeah, rid of it. Can't yeah. have that. My bad. Your quarterback can't squat. How many pounds? <laughs> Six hundred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Eagles fans, relax. We're spoiled, man. We're spoiled. <laughs> That's just it's just every every random like reporter always talks about. That's hard to get off track. But you yeah, know, you gotta ban the yeah. unstoppable play. Well, hit the weight room. Kid. I just like the Falcons. <laughs> getting back to them, I don't think a. I don't nine wins probably runs away with the division. I think and you might need ten now. Like three Maybe. two and O teams. I mean, fake the fake two and O for a couple of these teams. I think, <laughs> but can, can we talk about like I we mentioned the Bucks? Can we talk about their schedule real quick and why I think they can win this division? Of course, by all means. All right, so they're next up against Philly. I think we all agree that's a loss, right? Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest, right? And this is, and I I do like the Eagles. Don't don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. So. I, I do think that game's close. I really do. I think do. Yeah, I don't think it's a blow so. by any means. Philly does not have their swagger like they did last season. And I really think that they might. I think they squeak away with a win, but yeah. I don't think it's going to be as much of a blowout as people think because people are thinking, oh, 2022 Philly, yeah, they're going to win against Tampa Bay no matter what. But they don't really have their swagger right. back. The play calling on offense has not been there and not the plays that we've seen in their Super Bowl run yeah. last year. So I do think that they the Eagles win, but I do think it will be close. I think at most Philly wins by eight. That's mm, that's that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Because it's on the road. You gotta yeah. that's that's the most they win by. I would not be surprised if they win by yeah. three hey, or four. Hertz is Hertz is gonna get those demons back from that playoff game. <laughs> they will. He's I'm gonna come saying, in there, he's not gonna say a single word I except the play call. I just think it's <laughs> just gonna be in there grinding. I just think it's when their next home game will be. That's that's yeah. my that's my no, yeah, no, I understand. Like, I, I, I think believe they'll get their swagger back. When they sure. come back against the uh, against Washington and they all the Sam Howell hype is back, that's when they'll that's when they'll Oh yeah, and they open the floodgates. Right. Yeah. The, the, finally they play at one PM. Yeah. Oh man, I can't <laughs> wait to watch a one PM Eagles. I don't game. know what I've been doing myself these last <laughs> two weeks. Yeah. But um, but yeah, to go continue with their with their schedule though, of of what Tampa can cook up. Right. So we mentioned let's talk about their weaker opponents. So that, like the guaranteed wins, in my opinion, I think at this point they sweep uh, Carolina twice. So that's two wins right there. Okay. Do we agree on that? Yeah. yeah. I agree with it. So that's four wins. Um, they play Houston. I think they can beat Houston. That's five. Um, they play Indianapolis and they're home against Tennessee. I think those are both wins. I think they're weaker opponents, and we saw Tennessee. 
they barely got past the Chargers team that has pretty poor defense at home. And Tennessee, uh, who they play week one? If someone can remind Saints. me. Saints. Oh, no, no. Who Tennessee? 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 Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee, played, yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee played the Saints, yeah, and it was like right. very Tennessee. close. They haven't looked 16, that great. 15. What week is Tampa, Tennessee? Um, They play November 12th. It's week Will 10. Will Tannehill still be the quarterback? That's a great question. That is a great question. Oh, man. I'd be willing to say no. Here's my thing. Well, I mean, let's talk about Carolina for a second. Okay. Bryce Young. Hasn't been looking really comfortable with the Panthers' system so it's far. It's hard, man. I mean, do we see him potentially getting subbed out at some point? Be- no. At all? No. no? It's, it's kind of like a, a, a role where, yeah. you know, once you throw that quarterback in, he's in. Uh, he ain't Darnold, coming out. Uh, Dalton the backup? Yeah, Dalton is the backup, Andy which Dalton. they've talked about. Unless they find their way into the wins without Young. <laughs> Taking out what'd you say? That <laughs> said he's going to be traded. To no, Jets. I said like I mean they, like I just you know when Aaron Rodgers went down yeah, like people were talking about. Hey, man, I think the Jets took off uh, Sam Darnold. Yeah. <laughs> but no, like I think that you know that offense. I think Frank Reich. I don't know what happened, man. I don't know what went wrong. He's cooked. I, he yeah. hasn't looked. At, he hasn't. Great. And they're the receiver. I mean Adam Thielen's like their number one. And uh, honestly, I I don't think there's a cornerback. That I could name that he would beat one on one that starts not anymore on an NFL team. Yeah, and, and I think I like Jonathan Mingo. Like Mingo. I'm really high on Mingo, but it seems like they don't use him uh, don't too much them. yet. Yeah, and and I mean DJ Chark, and I remember that guy, fantasy football legend. But like they just don't have the best room. They don't. Yeah. They don't have the greatest O line. Miles Sanders to me got overpaid and and he hasn't looked good so far. He's not really a receiving weapon. Yeah, that move shocked um, me when they signed Sanders. Yeah, you should see me. I was at the gym when that happened. I was like, Panthers, man. I was like, <laughs> I was thing, like So the reason going back to what I said earlier about how I thought the Panthers would be 2 and 0 out of all four of these teams is because they made so many small pickups that I thought would be right, really yeah. significant mm-hmm. in the long run. Defense and, is still good. And I thought they would be a, a, a playoff team. I like they could because the the NFC South, you never know what can happen, right? So, I mean, to me, I saw them at least going into the playoffs, minimum wild card, could have potentially won the division, yeah. be the fourth seed, maybe third seed. Injury but, bug got them. Yeah. And, but, yeah, so I, that's the reason why I thought they would be at that elite level. I but, think a lot or of not people, elite level, but win the NFC South. I think a lot of people uh, agreed with you. I certainly did, too. I had them winning against Atlanta week one because Atlanta was a little weaker. I wasn't really thrilled with Ritter at yeah. the helm. But I think it was because of the hype of Bryce Young. Obviously, baby steps happen, and it's only been two weeks, so there's no room uh, need to panic really no. until it's later in the season. He still looks pretty bad. Joe but Burrow had a rough first year. So exactly. Yeah. So you gotta think about it that way. So I think his only touchdown, it was Burrow's debut, was a <laughs> rushing touchdown. If you guys remember that. Yeah. This is like the whole like Bryce Young. I think he's kind of the last one you should look at on that team. I'm not really worried. I didn't yeah. have Bryce Young. Not that I wasn't high on him, but I had like Richardson as my best quarterback in that draft, and it's just, I it's not on him yet. I'm not judging him at yeah. all, really, until they get him a real weapon. I mean, they don't have their first round pick um, this year either, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do at receiver. Maybe you try to get someone at the deadline because I think there's going to be a couple of receivers this off season though uh, that they could sign, but you're going to have to yeah. recruit them to play for the Carolina Panthers. I think it's so. going to be a, a building process with them. Like you said, they don't have a first-round pick, mm-hmm. and it's going to take time for Young to really get into shape in that offense. But I think, not to sound like Justin Fields at all, but oh. the atrocious coaching they've had since Ron Rivera's <laughs> left. I mean, Matt Rule and now um, Frank Reich, it's not been great 
from that standpoint at least. No, it's not. But Justin let's Fields, man. <laughs> but let's let's stay let's go, go back through. on track a little bit, but let's move forward in those tracks. So right. we're gonna talk about Thursday night football now. We talked about a lot of Monday night football, pretty much forty minutes of Monday night football. But we're gonna talk about now Thursday night football. Uh for a brief bit and then I wanna bring up uh our fantasy league for a little bit. But let's talk about Thursday night football. Thursday night football, you got <laughs> you got the Giants, the New York football giants going to the Bay Area to play San Francisco 49ers. Giants, they're surprisingly, I'm going to say this surprisingly one and one. They I mean they weren't expected to win after halftime yeah. against against Arizona. They squeak out a win 31 to 28. Uh now they're without Saquon though, but Dable said that he was he quick he heals quick yeah. and that he was not ruling him out until about 3 hours ago that he <laughs> ruled him out. So how that was going to be a really weird situation if he played with a sprained ankle. Obviously, this is kind of different than kind of like what Patrick Mahomes had, Brett. But a running back, he needs to use his legs all the time. That would have been not the bet, not the smartest decision by Brian Dable if he started Saquon against the 49ers, where it's a game where you're going against a juggernaut of a team, debatably number one, number two in the power rankings out of all the teams. Why would you even risk that? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think the only way I would have played him is if he was 100% healthy on a short week. Their schedule's a gauntlet coming up. I think out of the next five weeks, one of the weakest teams is Seattle, if that's right. And they are getting hot, too. And Seattle's no slouch. So, yeah, there's no reason to play him. Um, They play San Francisco, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo yeah. and then Washington. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a downer as a Giants fan, but like I genuinely do not see how they win a single one of those games. I think they might start one and five, honestly. Yeah, it's it's a struggle. I mean, the, just the schedule. Know. You never know, though. You never NFL, know. NFL, yeah. It's weird, man. Exactly. Seahawks is the only game in question. I think they can Monday. have a chance, but at it, Miami or yeah, at Miami, at Buffalo, at San Fran, I don't see a single win there. I'm it does ease in, ease in up a little bit once yeah. you get past those games, but I do see your point of where they could start one and five. <clears throat> geez, one and five um, on uh, to start the season. So yeah, no, but, no need for Saquon tomorrow. Yeah, no, you don't yeah. need Saquon. You don't need to risk it, especially when you're going against a juggernaut of a team that obviously you're still trying to win. But why would you risk that for the long run? Right. Um, yep. But when you saw Jordan as Saquon limp towards the sideline what was your first thoughts like did you think that his season was over i did not because it remi- actually reminded me of to talk about the bucks again that sounds crazy but uh daniel uh, daniel jones's debut in 2019 saquon had a high ankle sprain at the end of that and we won in comeback fashion jones's we thought he was going to be more crazier than he is now um as a quarterback at least because how how good he was in his debut but we came back and won that game but saquon and Pritchard was out three or four weeks and it was on a high ankle sprain. Not many people come back from a high ankle sprain in three weeks. So yeah. from that point, I knew he was he actually is a fast healer. He is built different, not to like make a joke. But I think, yeah, there's no reason to play him on Thursday. I thought it was yeah ankle sprain. Honestly, that was my honest opinion on what the injury was. But I, I would love him back for Seattle because, like I said, I think that's the only possible win that we have there because of competition and how good the teams are. It yeah. is in New York. So. so that would be incredible. It is a Monday game, which helps us out. But yeah. realistically, I think he'll be whatever. Which game's first, Buffalo or Miami? Uh, it goes, Miami. So it goes um, Seattle, Dolphins, Bills. I think you could see him in Buffalo. That would be my earliest possible return date for Saquon. Makes sense. And going towards just the Thursday night football matchup, uh, Doc, 
just looking at both teams, I mean, mm-hmm. Giants, 49ers, one of the, I would say, oldest rivalries that are not divisional rivalries. And it's something that everyone kind of circles as a game to watch and definitely gets very physical. I mean, we've seen it in past games going way back into the 80s, the 90s, um, as well as in the in the past, in this century, in the 21st century. Uh, there's been a lot of physical games between the Giants and the 49ers, especially in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And uh, so are you looking forward to this Thursday night game? Yeah. I mean, I think on paper you say no because no Saquon, uh, no Andrew Thomas, but... Thursday night football, it is one product for sure. It is. Uh, Thursday night football has never been pretty. I've never seen a team look like thir- the actual team on Thursday night football. I think this could get ugly, and I think, and, and to me, ugly is pretty in, in football. And <laughs> I think we could see a close one tomorrow where, you know, Daniel Jones has a chance to have a go-ahead drive or, or vice versa where Brock Purdy's going to have to have a go-ahead drive to – Avoid what would be a disastrous loss, uh, probably according to NFL fans. So, I think it could get weird. I mean, NFL again. I just Thursday night, it's it's different breed. Uh, but on paper, look, I'm excited to see how Daniel Jones bounces back. Uh, well, not bounces back because he bounced back in that second half. But I'm looking forward to see how he carries that into this game. Uh, Brock Purdy didn't look good against LA. Really, uh, they couldn't connect on any deep passes. So, don't I want to be surprised if you see the Giants? You know. Link Martindale with all his blitz packages could make things uncomfortable, especially since that right side of that O-line for the 49ers is not very good. Um, and Ayuk, I believe, yeah, he's banged up. is banged up. Yeah. So, I mean, let's get weird here. How about that? You know? <laughs> yeah, to I shine like some light on that, like I know on paper it doesn't look good, but from as a Giants fan, what I know watching primetime games the past few years, the, mark my words, do not be surprised if this ends within a score or two. The, I wouldn't be surprised. The Giants either. always find a way, even if they're at their worst. I saw it in 2021 when they played the Chiefs, and they were coming off their uh, Super Bowl loss. They're still one of the best teams then, still are. And they almost won that game. I remember it was like a, a, a penalty or something like that, not at the point. But I will, I just want to see a few things, uh, especially Evan Neal. Can he bounce back, really become that first-round pick that we claim him to be? And Nick Bosa has to be on him if you're San Fran because – that he's gonna have like seven sacks tomorrow man yeah <laughs> but um what i want people like people listening to this really look at jones like people blame him a lot they claim it's his fault watch him tomorrow night he's gonna do all he can out there he's a fighter like we mentioned with baker earlier jones is a fighter he has that dog in him and he's gonna do everything in his power to win that football game now brett looking at the 49ers i mentioned to you as well the top top two teams claim they could you can claim that they are the top team in the NFL. They have a valid point. And uh, but who do you think slows them down in the long run? Does it? Do you see them? Do you see like potentially an injury bug, or do you see someone in their schedule that slows down the momentum and the rest of the season for them? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to assume injury. Um, but I'm looking ahead at their schedule. Giants Thursday could get weird, like Doc said. Cardinals, Cowboys, Browns, Vikings, Bengals. Well, that's, low key, that's low key a little bit of a rough stretch tricky. there. I can't lie. I mean, Dallas, after, after Dallas Cardinals. looks good. I mean, Dallas will always look good around Halloween. We'll see where they look Dallas, around Christmas. Dallas and, they dress Dallas up. They and dress 49ers, up for you yeah. can say they are the top two teams in the NFL right now. 
that's a, definitely a game that you got to circle that plays at 820. Right, Bleacher right. Report is loving it right now yeah. that these two oh, teams man. are off to a hot start. Is that game on uh, primetime? I'm sure it is. It is. Yep, Sunday, night. Sunday night. Sunday night football. <laughs> Won't be watching that pregame show. Um, <laughs> but the, the Niners are good. They're loaded. Um, can't argue that. Uh, as for tomorrow, I want to see Kittle get involved. Yeah. I mean... He's fun to watch when he has the ball in his hands. He's just been playing right tackle these last few weeks. That's uh, what that, he has some stretches like that, especially and with Ayuk banged up. I mean, the Giants, the linebacker, the linebacking core. I mean, I think they they could exploit that a little bit. But all right, well now let's talk about fantasy football. That the important football. <laughs> the important football. Fake football. Um, that <laughs> me, Jordan, and Doc are in. We have a sports department league. Um, so, and it's been a pretty crazy start. There's two undefeated teams, two defeated teams, and Doc, you're one of the two defeated teams, and I, hmm. I need to ask you... What went wrong? I need to ask you a question real quick, okay? Yeah. And I want you to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened, Are you Doc? Me, dude? You, your name is First Team All Aura, and you're O and two. What happened? As James Strong says, what happened? Oh, All right, you want to hear what happened? I played two God squads to start the year. So first week, Carrie's team puts up like 160 points. By the way, like I and then Jordan had listen just on Thursday night football. I I didn't even look at it after Thursday night football. He has Swift on Thursday night football. One offensive player of the week, by the way. He had Jordan Addison, who had the deep touchdown catch, a couple other catches. It's Jober. And then he had T.J. Hawkinson, who caught not one, but two touchdowns. And, and dude, I was down like 60 nothing before I even looked at my team. Hey, Aiden. <laughs> I, you could just say Thursday night was Bedlam. Uh, it was, it was, it was Bedlam at the household. At the borough, of, man. At the link. Of me. Um, it was, it was, oh, oh dude. <laughs> yeah, and then my team. Look at my team. All right, so I had Deshaun Watson. The game was already over, by the way, so Deshaun Watson didn't matter. Uh, he just made it look a lot worse. Uh, Derrick Henry, shout out to him. King Henry always shows up. I mean, uh, he. <laughs> I owe that guy my life. Um, wow. Stevenson was solid, on, but again, the game was already over. So <laughs> A.J. Brown, who was the only player I had on Thursday night to kind of compete with that triple header, 6.9 points. Um, nice. And, yeah. And then now Jordan's trying to get Ken Walker over me, and, and he was the only one of the two players that showed up for me. So it's ridiculous. Doc, I kind of need him because – thank you for uh, bringing this on to offsides because I just saw Eckler's rejected zero points. Oh. <laughs> and I, I back up running back to Matt Breida, so – Stay on the phone. <laughs> I mean, I would make a uh, <laughs> – I would make a trade offer to the guy in the on-air studio right now, but he'll probably ask Tom for, Hill, like, Swift and Eckler for his – you know scraps so jack yeah. what are you are you two and oh i'm two and oh twins twin city gritty committee is two and oh because i have <laughs> justin jefferson so. you want to know who i play this week who do you play well let's talk, hold on before let's talk about you before you talk about who you played this okay week. you've had a very odd two weeks yeah. scoring 60 and then 150 that is only something me. that <laughs> something that is has to be talked about because Joe went from sixty points to scoring almost a hundred points more than that the following week. You have Daniel Jones, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, T. Higgins, Addison, Hawkinson, Drake London, the Jaguars defense, and now the Dallas kicker of Aubrey. So your team went flipped the switch completely in one week. Just just looking at your fantasy team and 
it was i mean you have to go against tom who's in the on-air studio tom Hill. are we allowed to say his team name on the air no okay no we cannot say his team name on the air um but um but yeah so so yeah but the thing is is like you've had a very weird week and you have to go against tom this week who has a pretty interesting situation who just made a trade this past uh this past week so Say it again, sorry. He had, to, he had to trade this past week who might get involved in your, uh, in your week up. Oh, yeah. In you your know, matchup this I hope week. he beats you. I think he, Rizzo fleeced him. He was uh, all day busy worrying about how can he fleece everyone else. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, all right, uh, Rizzo, I'll give you Kyron Williams, who's like the second best running back in the league right now for Michael Thomas and Rashawn Johnson, whoever, whoever the heck that is. Yeah. Texas legend. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> better than Bijan. Yeah. So I question that move right there. And, you know, looking at him yeah. right now pretty disgusted jack's but. really a quiet 2-0 man <laughs> I, it's, it is a quiet 2-0 oh, give me a roster bro. jack roster for me uh i'm going against chris gazillo who is also 0-2 like doc so um i don't know how this is gonna go but like stop why'd you have to call me out like that <laughs> it's in the basement man <laughs> like i'm you know i, I told know, you there was before, a surprise coming you, on the air before you talk about how about i'll have a surprise offsides and like Six weeks. You can clip this, and uh, you uh, you have that Gino quote loaded up <laughs> because you wrote me off, but I won't write back, and we will be back. King Henry will lead me. He's going to look like offensive player of the year, and and whoever else is on my team, I already forgot it because I'm in disgust looking at him right now. But <laughs> but but we'll be back. Can I have Nico Collins? He's pretty interesting. <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, since Brett wanted a roster rundown, a roster. he's not in the league, so he 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 doesn't know what our, yeah, our teams are looking like. So I had the first overall pick. So I had Justin Jefferson on my team. Um, but just going from cornerback or from quarterback to kicker, I have Patrick Mahomes, James Conner, Rashad White, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Waddle, Dallas Goddard. Uh, I put Jerome Ford to start as flex before Kareem Hunt got. Um, Won't matter. Before Kareem Hunt got, I thought you were about to say before Chubb got hurt. I was like, <laughs> No, 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 no. I did not. I did not start. Does he know? Does he know? I don't write the scripts, guys. I don't write the scripts. But, um, but yeah. So, um, I have uh, also on my bench Tyler Lockett and James Flowers as well. Um, but I did start Kelly, who was supposed to be the backup for Eckler, but put up a solid three and a half points mm-hmm. for me this week. Still yeah. got away with the win. But uh, I also have 49ers defense and then uh, Jason Myers, my the Seattle kicker. Jack, mm-hmm. I'll charge you Jaguars defense for Justin Jefferson. I'm all right. <laughs> a lot of offers for Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's going to be a lot. Have you actually had offers for him? You... Oh, but they're stupid. I mean, like, I. Yeah, I don't know how anyone has the assets for it. Do you it. want Deshaun no, no one Watson? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Like, uh, Justin Jefferson is pretty much off the Stay trade market. The but... One of these weeks we had. <laughs> Stay on the phone. One Please. of these weeks, we have to complete like the first ever fantasy trade on air. There has to be one. I mean, there probably will be one, but the problem is, is that um, next offsides episode, uh, the host is Josh Counts, who's not in the league. Okay. So, um, I mean, Doc, if you want to do it right now, what do you want for Ken Walker? To I said honest, Hopkins. To be honest, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know Please. if Aaron Hook has been looking at his fantasy team. Probably but, not. I, I sent him. A, I sent him a deal for. Uh, Jalen Hurts after literally right after the draft, and I thought it was pretty fair. And then I, he had, like he didn't open it for like two weeks, and then I just see like no trades pending, so I guess he <laughs> declined it. But who are you guys looking for on uh, on waivers Can this have week? Switched? Have you guys picked up anyone's on uh, on waivers uh, this week? I snagged no? Jerome. I'm Loki Wash because I was I forgot the, I forgot. <laughs> wait, the, wait, 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 wait! You said you're Loki Wash, but you want me to clip the part of what you're saying. You're gonna be coming back in six <laughs> weeks time, dude. Old me, old me, bro. Old me. We wake up at three a.m. to check to see if we got our Dog. guys. But I didn't even put put waivers in. You know who was up? At I looked in the mirror last night. This morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> what would you say? You know Jason? who up was it? Who you know who who was up at three a.m. though? Was it you? Yeah, <laughs> for waivers. Yeah, for my, all my other leagues. Oh, uh, there was nothing oh. in this league. It's twelve man, bro. Everyone, everyone's claimed. <laughs> what do you have? Like other four person leagues and stuff like that. I have one four person league, couple eight, another twelve. So you know, I was Jerome four, Nico Collins, looking for those type of guys. Yeah. So I I lost my four person league. I'm not gonna talk about that, but. uh but uh, I'm trying to. I did lose that league last year, but I'm trying to uh, come back and win. It's that tank one. Dell season, ladies and gentlemen. Who's on? Who, what's what fantasy team are you most proud about, Brett? That you have? How many leagues are you in? I'm in two leagues. I'm in a ten and a twelve man. My so we're, we we're in a twelve. Okay. So explain like what's your twelve man looking like? My twelve man. I had the first pick as well. Okay. Uh, we start. We're two and zero. Um, hey. Justin Herbert's at the helm. Okay. Uh, that poor, poor Justin Herbert. But yeah. hey, I have two in Jordan. Oh, we're talking about Rogers here. Let's not talk about the stats. But. I'll, I'll <laughs> rattle it off quick. Okay. Herbert, Jameer Gibbs is my RB one. Javante Williams is my RB two. We went wide receiver heavy here. We have Jefferson, Olave, Zay Flowers. I Hunter Henry my waiver because okay. I didn't draft the tight end. D Hop on my bench. Uh, my league winner Jalen Warren on my bench. Dalvin Cook rotting on my bench. That's all you need to know. All right. I mean, that's not a bad team. I have sent Jordan a trade. Just right now, this minute. We are going to. Woj bomb. Woj bomb for. Is Jordan <laughs> going to accept it? it? You have what to say it on trade? air first. What is, what is the so trade? So I have offered Nico Collins and his boy Ken Walker the third for Jonathan Taylor and Drake London. Oh, man. Wow. I'm taking that. I'm taking. I have, I'm, Whoa. Are we having a live trade accepted on offsides currently? Stay on the phone, Jordan. <laughs> stay on the phone. It, what is do you have oh, what man. is your what's going through I'm, your mind right now Jordan um <laughs> I like the offer a lot my only question is Jonathan uh, Taylor obviously he's Jonathan Taylor Please will he come back home. but he's my baby my decision <laughs> on the trade offer is kind of drum roll please Yeah, I'm accepting that. Oh, let's hey. go. Okay. I have the King Henry and Jonathan Taylor, First New Jersey official, legend. What year is it? <laughs> First <laughs> official trade ever made on offsides, I believe. That's a fair trade. But that, that is a pretty I, fair I like trade. I I'll mean, be back. This is my <laughs> so the trade, Gino trade of the Seahawks. No, trade offer went in. It is confirmed. I just got the notification on my phone, and it is confirmed. Hopefully, everyone else in the league agrees That's with chills. it. but. The the trade has been confirmed on offsides. This is crazy. This is this is history right here, boys. I mean, this I think is, I just heard my Sam. wide receivers are <laughs> no, Sam, so Sam's nasty. Fine. Sam's fine. Yeah, I Sam's think fine. I think he just got the alert or something. <laughs> he probably did. Hearing some <laughs> rumblings in the on air studio. <laughs> oh, yeah. we have some bedlam in the borough going on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was, that was pretty cool. But that was, that was a good trade, though. I do agree. Jack, right? I just want to let you know, I stayed on the phone. You stayed. You do stay on the stay phone. Stay on the phone. Hey, stayed but it's phone. you guys are offering for Jefferson, so that that yeah. Jefferson's. The guy at this point. Jack's gonna wake up to a three a.m. alert. It's gonna be me cooking up the <laughs> Justin Jefferson trade. If I wake up to multiple <laughs> trades offered for Justin Jefferson, I'm gonna put my phone on do not disturb. Let him cook. Cortland Sutton at the headliner. <laughs> it's like a seven for three. Dude, Russell looks good this year. Let <laughs> Russ cook. All right. Well, we had a lot of talking today on this offside. It's a lot to talk about. A lot of football. We had uh, we were talking about both the Monday night football games, Thursday night football game coming up, and we were just talking about our the fantasy league that we made. We will keep you updated on our fantasy league. Uh, maybe a little fantasy Wednesday segment. Uh, so if you get, uh, if any of the sports department guys are tuning in right now, if you want to join the fantasy Wednesdays that we'll be talking about. Uh, waiver Wire Wednesday, we could call it, or something like that. Banger. So, like that. Banger. so we'll call it Waiver Wire Wednesday, and we'll talk about fantasy every Wednesday here on Offsides. But uh, that is going to do it for this Offsides episode on uh, this Wednesday. Beautiful Wednesday, guys. So enjoy the night. Uh, actually, me, Doc, have our 
uh, first intramural flag football game oh, for man. and all the Ronan Sports Department guys. Unfortunately, please pop out. If yeah, guys, if you yeah, <laughs> pop, pop out if you want to. We'll be. I'm not on the team, but I'll be there. You will be there. Yeah, we do. Actually, Leo made us a trophy for uh-huh. uh, if we if we okay. win every game. Uh, not every game, but like each oh. win, we will be rewarded the trophy. Can of, I say something real quick though? Of course. I know we're not going to get to it because you're wrapping up the show, but I just want to name one mic'd up moment that I think. So yeah, we were one. supposed to have a top five uh, for mic'd up moments, but obviously it's six o'clock. But so, what is your best mic'd up moment that you've had? It's that wheel route. It's that wheel route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you can watch a film, huh? Yeah. So we'll, we can we can tack this on if you're on next week. We can tack this okay. on for next for week sure. for next Wednesday. Um, but top five potentially next Wednesday will be uh, top five mic'd up moments. So we're going to get to that, but we got uh, a little ahead of ourselves today. I just um, wanted to drop that in there. But we might mention it next week. So, um, but if you guys are tuning in through Romeo.com channel two, thank you guys for tuning in and have a great rest of your Thursday or for, excuse me Wednesday afternoon. You've been listening to Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Tune in next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. for another edition of Offsides, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.